Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Welcome to our online sermon this morning. This morning our sermon's a little bit different. We're just going to touch on each of our readings for the day from 1 Samuel 16, 1 to 13, from Ephesians 5, 8 to 14, and from John chapter 9, 1 to 41, to look at how we can see spiritually, but also live spiritually. Because it's not just about what we see, but it's about what we do with what we see. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we pray that you be with us during this time. Open our hearts and minds to see how you see life. Give us a sense of your presence and your peace. Assure us of your love and your grace and help us to see what it means to be your children of light in this world. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. As we begin, there are three questions um, I'm encouraging you to think about. First of all, what is God doing? Particularly in this time where we're going through some very radical difficulties. Secondly, what does it mean to live as God's people, a Christian today? And also, how does what I see affect who I am? I encourage you to think about these three questions as we ponder on the, the text for today and contemplate how we might respond as God's people during this crisis that we're experiencing. And if we're going to look at things from a spiritual perspective, from a godly perspective, we now need to look at what God sees as important. Not what humans see as important or the world sees as important or others see as important, but basically what God sees as important. Listen to our reading from 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance. The Lord looks at the heart. Often we can make judgments on our first appearance. Often we can make judgments on people based on how they look, whether they've been successful or not, whether they've been failures or not. And often these judgments are not always correct. Sometimes these judgments actually are not consistent with what God wants. You see, God doesn't look at the outward appearance. He doesn't look at what the things that we may value. But what he looks at is a person's heart. He looks at whether a person is in a, in a right frame with him. He looks at whether a person is interested in trusting him and has God at the heart. Take a moment to think about that for yourself. Are you focused on the things of God? Are you worried about, though, pleasing people or doing what makes yourself look good in other people's eyes? See, seeing spiritually is about listening to God and being focused on what God calls us to do and what God calls us to be. I encourage you to continue growing and exploring what this means. And the only real way to do that is to be constantly engaged with God. Engage with God through his word. Engage with God in worship. Engage with God in reflecting, what does he say? Now, during these times, that's going to be even more challenging. So we're making opportunities for you to engage with God online through things like today's online worship. 
through online Bible studies and through some personal devotions. Can I encourage you during these times to constantly be doing that? To every day set aside some time to spend with God and ask that one question is, what is God saying to me today? Because we need to look at what God sees as important. Yes, there'll be other information that comes through to us that we need to take on board, but we still need to put that into perspective of what God sees as important. And in doing so, as we look at today's reading, as we look at the reading from John chapter 9, verses 3, we see that Jesus didn't look at the outward appearance and then make assumptions about that. And likewise, we shouldn't. We shouldn't focus on the why, but instead focus on what God is doing. Remember the scenario, there's this blind man on the road and Jesus sees that he's blind and the disciples themselves ask the question, neither this man nor, sorry, the disciples themselves ask the question, who sinned because this man was blind? And Jesus' response wasn't, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but instead what he does is redirect the focus on not why was this man blind, but what is going to God going to do about it? Listen to what he says. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. John chapter 9 verse 3. And this is an important thing for us. As we live in our lives, we will experience people who are in difficulties. We will experience people going through problems. And even today's current crisis, most of us will be affected by that in a negative way somewhat. And we can sit and ponder about the why. And maybe it's helpful at times to think about the why. But we shouldn't be focused or saturate our thinking in thinking about the why. Rather, as God's people, as people who are on God's earth, let us be more focused on what God is doing in these situations. And we saw from today's story what God is doing. God brings about healing. God brings about love. God brings about compassion and care for the person. And that's what he does for each one of us. Imagine for a moment if God had sat back and go, why did Richard sin or why did you sin? What was behind that? And if we could only fix that up, we could fix you up. No, God doesn't do that. Instead, what God does it finds a solution for our sin. Sin, remember, separates us from God. So God finds a solution and gives us that solution in Jesus Christ. He brings spiritual healing to us out of compassion and love, not as a result of judgment and law. And so today's story is pointing probably to something bigger for us and for those early disciples and for the Jews that were around Jesus at the time. That what God is about is not about judgment. It's not about blaming people primarily. What God is about is about healing, about showing compassion and about showing love. So as disciples of Jesus, if we're going to have spiritual sight, let's focus on what God is doing, not why problems have occurred. 
And this is especially important for our situation today. Most of us don't have the mental capacity or the knowledge to understand why the coronavirus has hit us. But what we can do is look at what God is doing and being involved in God's work. And this means being more focused on Jesus and less on tradition and worldly views. Listen to what Jesus said. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, and that is the blind man. And when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. You have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believed, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I have come into the world, that the blind will see, and those who see will be blind. The encouragement for us today from John chapter 9 is to focus more on the who, focus more on Jesus and less on our tradition and worldly views. As a pastor, what I find interesting is people will have a perspective of what God should be doing or what Jesus should be doing or what God is doing and how Jesus is judging. And often this perspective is a little bit skewed because they haven't engaged with Scripture. They haven't listened to the full picture of Jesus. And so today, let's be more like this blind man. People who need Jesus' help. People who need to see things from God's perspective. And less like the Jews who are relying on tradition, who are relying on a narrower understanding of God, but not the full understanding of God that comes to us through Jesus. So if we're going to live spiritually and see spiritually, let's be more focused on Jesus and less on tradition and worldly views. And this has been a good reminder to me because at some time in my life, I remember not engaging with God that well through the scriptures, not engaging with God regularly in worship. Yes, I'd come to worship. Yes, I might read the Bible. But what would happen is I would put my own views on what the Bible should be saying and on what what God should be saying. But as I listened more deeply, what I discovered and unpacked is God is less about judging people and condemning people and more about showing them compassion and love, especially to the people who need it. And where Jesus does show judgment, it's often to the people who think they've got things right, who think they know what's going on, who think that they can use God to judge others. So let's be more focused on Jesus and less on tradition and worldly views. And then we jump across to Ephesians. And Ephesians has a very basic and clear message for us, and that is to live as God's people. Even during a crisis like we are now, is to constantly think about what it means to live as God's people, to be people who reflect God and his love and his light in this world, especially to those who are going through difficulties. For you were once darkness, but now you are the light in the Lord. Live as children of light. 
For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness and truth. From Ephesians chapter 5 verses 8 to 9. As people at St Paul's Sydney Lutheran Church, and if you're from other places, it's good that you're with us. But we're all called to live as God's people. And what does that mean? It doesn't mean about going about and saying, we've got all the rules and we've got everything right, that we know everything and you've got things wrong. And if you only you did this, you would have a nice, better life. Instead, our call is to point people to Jesus, to help people see that God is a God of compassion and love. And it's to shine Jesus' light into the world. To remind people that we all need Jesus. But also more importantly, as I mentioned last week in our sermon, that we are to point people to heavenly things and not just earthly things. One of the dangers of the current situation we're facing is we can be so focused on our earthly needs and we can go to God in prayer asking for all our earthly needs to be met. And God does encourage us to pray for our earthly needs. Well, we miss the point if we only stop there. You see, our calling is to live with our eyes and minds and hearts focused on Jesus, focused on the eternal life that God has given us, and to help people get on that road to eternal life by pointing them to Jesus, the one who's going to continually love them through the difficulties. What I find interesting is that much of the New Testament is written in the context of Christians going through struggling and facing difficulties, facing threats even to their lives. Some of this from other human factors, and some of this because of their faith. And yet there's this encouragement to continually live as people of the light, to continue to live in a way where they reflect God's love. So what might that mean for you today? What might that mean during this time? Well, for myself, one of the things it means is to have compassion, to show grace. People can get very stressed, can be quite judgmental, and can do things out of the extraordinary. But my challenge is to show grace during those situations. And also in showing grace. It's when I see something which is not quite right, don't automatically judge that the person is doing the wrong thing. Recently, I had a discussion with a lady who had been shopping, an older single lady, and she was doing her normal monthly shop. She doesn't have a car, so she gets a taxi to to the supermarket. And unfortunately, some people judged her by what she had in her shopping trolley. What many people didn't realise is that she lives on the breadline and can only afford a taxi once a month. So it was taking that opportunity to do her shopping. So when you see people doing the wrong thing, don't automatically judge that they are doing the wrong thing. Think about what might be their situation. Have some compassion on them. Now, of course, there are going to be people who do the wrong thing but still have compassion on them. Because remember, God has compassion on you. Even when you do things wrong and intentionally wrong. That's why Jesus came into this world for us. That's why Jesus came to the cross and died and rose for us. 
And so allow God's love to affect who you are. May it transform you and your thinking and the way you go about life. So in short, spiritually seeing and spiritually living means focus on Jesus. Keep a constant focus on Jesus. Get into a habit of engaging with Jesus every day. Secondly, focus more on the who than on the why or the how. I don't know if you've picked up in the story of John that the problem, one of the issues was people were more worried about why Jesus did things or how he did things. Not that he did things. Because remember, Jesus is the Son of God. And there are things that Jesus does that we can never do, but we can still reflect God's love and compassion and point people to Jesus for those things that we can't do. And so therefore, also allow God's light to shine strongly through you. Be a person who shows love and compassion, who relies on God for your own spiritual benefit, but also allow that spiritual benefit that you get from Jesus to flow into other people's lives. And lastly, and I haven't touched on this, but lastly, our psalm for today was Psalm 23 which reminds us that God is always walking with us, even through the most difficult and darkest times. God is walking with you at the moment. God is walking with all Christians. He's not necessarily going to automatically take the bad away from us, but he'll help us through this difficult time. May you live as a person with spiritual sight, and may that spiritual sight affect who you are and how you go about life. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the spiritual sight that you've given us in Jesus Christ. May our hearts, may our minds be constantly focused on Jesus. Lord, redirect our thinking and our minds towards you and your way of life. And Lord, pour your Holy Spirit into us during these times so that we Know that you are with us, but we also can reflect your love generously in the world. Amen.